Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. This week, it's my pleasure to bring to you a presentation from the LDM Book Volume 2 Tour, October 2020. So now I'll introduce to you um, Steve Hopper, owner of Magnolia Pharmacy. Um, he's celebrating his 18th year owning an independent pharmacy in Magnolia, Texas. Um, he is a uh, PharmD with a board certification and fellowship through the Anti-Aging of Functional Medicine. Uh, back in 2017, we brought in a low-dose naltrexone speaker and we ended up with um, 60 physicians in a room and, and they've all uh, utilized LDN for some of the various conditions you heard Linda talk about in the first half. Um, we are a, a full service hybrid pharmacy. We offer uh, retail services, compounding, and then um, Steve has helped alongside with lots of physicians treat over uh, 1,500 patients since uh, 2017 when we brought in a speaker. So uh, I am delighted for him to share with you um, his insight and um, more of the mechanism of action. And I know really the meat of what you guys are looking for this evening. So I will pass it on to him. Awesome. Thank you, Haley. Thanks for the introduction. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. I'll get on to my presentation really quickly. But one, uh, with many of you, with your support tonight, we are actually donating some of our proceeds back to the Lotus Naltrexone or the LDN Research Trust. I want to make that known. And I really want to just say a, a good thank you to our sponsors, uh, Dr. Davis, Dr. Ward, Dr. Lehman, and Dr. Nocti for their support tonight. They are all practitioners that have got many stories, many success stories of patients losing, using low-dose naltrexone to treat complicated patients. So I want to thank them. So I want to jump right into the presentation and uh, go over with you tonight uh, what we've learned about low-dose naltrexone. So let me get my screen up real fast, and we will go over that with you. Um, as Haley mentioned, I'll be honest with you, we didn't, I didn't probably have a 10 patients on low-dose naltrexone, I would say three, four years ago. We brought in a speaker on low-dose naltrexone, and when that happened, really it all took off from there. We learned about low-dose naltrexone. Our doctors learned about no, low-dose naltrexone, and since then, like Haley mentioned, we've got, you know, uh, uh, probably between 15 to 1,700 patients now that have either been on low-dose naltrexone or currently taking it, and the results have been quite phenomenal. Just to tell you a little bit about us, we're located in Magnolia, Texas. We're licensed in Magnolia. Uh, been there, like you said, since 2002, and I will tell you, there's a couple of things about our pharmacy that I think is key. And that's we're on one, we work, we don't want to be your doctor. We want to be an aid to your doctor. We practice in the triad. That's between the patient, the pharmacist, and the physician. We all three together work to improve health. And I think that's critical. Um, as, as Linda mentioned, you have to have a prescription for low-dose naltrexone. We just can't recommend it and give it to you. But I will tell you, there's a lot of quality practitioners out there, especially the ones that are on tonight as our sponsors that can write you prescriptions for low-dose naltrexone. But that is ultra critical in overall health. The second thing Magnolia Pharmacy is all about is quality. Quality products, quality education. I can't stress that enough. Everything I'm going to present tonight, there's very good science behind. 
Once again, I'm not trying to be a medical practitioner and tell you what to do for your health. I want to provide you quality information so you can make good informed decisions about your health. And so that's what tonight is all about. I do want to mention we are PCAB accredited. Some people may say, what does that mean? We all pharmacies have to follow state and federal guidelines, laws, and regulations. PCAB accreditation is a seal that we've earned to basically say we've decided to go above and beyond what's required, that we want to demonstrate our commitment to meeting the highest industry standards of quality and safety. Linda can tell you some horror stories about people who have tried naltrexone either ordering it through the internet or getting it from pharmacies that really aren't experts in low-dose naltrexone and have either had no results or horrible results. And I cannot stress that enough that as, as you want to consider low-dose naltrexone if you've ever taken it, I'd hate to see you fail or not get the result that you're looking for because you didn't get it from a quality pharmacy. So I just want to stress that as far as that goes. One of the things I do want to stress, as we go along today, I'll kind of stop and look for questions and answers. I definitely want to make sure I answer all your questions tonight. I'm going to throw a lot of information at you fast. I'm a fast talker, but I'll make sure you get everything you need before we're done tonight as far as that goes. So let's just start out and talk about low-dose naltrexone. So low-dose naltrexone has about five different mechanisms of action. One of the ones I'm going to focus on, and we're going to talk about a lot of them, is inflammation. Inflammation is a body process that must go on every day for your body to survive. For instance, if you ever cut your finger, it, it gets red, it gets inflamed, you bleed, and it heals. It's inflammation that allows that to happen. If you get the flu, your body attacks the virus, it, you produce mucus, you have runny nose, itchy, fever, that's all your body's inflammation process to heal you and get rid of that virus. Those are all good aspects of inflammation and has a start and it has an end. Unfortunately, our bodies sometimes get out of balance and this inflammation process becomes chronic, long-standing, doesn't go away. And unfortunately, things like our diet, obesity, stress, infections, toxins, poor sleep and inactivity can make this inflammation process go from something that's beneficial to something that's harmful. And the thing that I want to say is, and like Linda mentioned it, low-dose naltrexone is not the only, the only thing you need to do and if you're going to have a miracle. I will tell you it's one piece of the puzzle, but it's a tremendous piece of the puzzle that has the ability to obviously control inflammation. And we pretty much know almost all modern disease today, 80% of every disease that we know pretty much that we're aware of has some type of inflammatory component that drives that disease and causes problems. So just keep that in mind as we move forward. So one unique thing that our body has as part of this whole inflammation process in our immune system is our endorphin system. Our endorphin system is really kind of unique because it's with us when we're born. It's all throughout our body and it acts as a signaling mechanism. And amazingly in our brains, we produce natural endorphins. I'm going to call natural opioids. It's basically our own body version of a, a morphine molecule that basically works in terms of helping with our, our sense of well-being, our sense of euphoria, how we feel about things. It helps with pain relief. When you cut your finger or you have a stressful event, our body releases these endorphins to help us adjust. It modulates our appetite. It also takes and has a big impact on our immune system. So keep that in mind moving forward. That's one of the ways we're gonna talk about low-dose naltrexone has an effect in our body is by affecting this endorphin system. So our endorphins, like I mentioned, they help us to heal. They inhibit cell growth. They reduce inflammation. 
The cell growth one, going back to that, it's really quite interesting. These endorphins are, can sometimes work on, a, on something called the opioid growth receptor and the, an opioid growth factor. That opioid growth receptor and growth factor have the ability to stop and start cells growing. So in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about cancer. And that's one of the aspects on how low-dose naltrexone affects that system to possibly be used as part of therapy for patients with cancer. It reduces inflammation by controlling it. It positively augments the immune system. And we're gonna talk about how it works because it's quite unique compared to the typical traditional drugs that we have on the market nowadays. Um, it provides a sense of euphoria. It can give like an endorphin rush. The next thing is it improves our sense of well-being. That's one of the things I'll tell you that gets overlooked a lot with patients that are on naltrexone for a number of conditions. One of the first things I hear somebody say is I woke up in the morning and I've never had like the sense in a long time to get out of bed and do stuff again. So once again, I mentioned inactivity can be a problem with low endorphins and cause inflammation. If somebody just gets up out of bed in the morning and is willing to, to get up and exercise and move, that goes a long way in helping our bodies heal itself. And it works and our natural endorphins work as a way of natural pain relief. So when I give this talk, I always talk about, so what are some things you can do beyond low-dose naltrexone that may help? So believe it or not, when we exercise, we produce endorphins. When we meditate, we produce endorphins. Social interaction, now granted, COVID-19 has been a real drag on this, and you're going to hear a lot about people have a lot more aches and pains and intolerances to things right now. And that's because we've lost a lot of social interaction, just being around people and socially talking and interacting actually makes your body release these endorphins. We talk about getting outside. I've read a lot of papers that talk about people who are in depression and anxiety. One of the best things they can do is first thing in the morning, go outside and get in the light. And I think that's really super important to look at things like getting out, getting UV light, and our body will naturally produce endorphins by that means as far as that goes. The next thing is, is acupuncture. That's one of the ways in these trigger points through our immune system, how it communicates with our bodies, we release endorphins through acupuncture, as far as that goes. Haley, I'm going to tell you, if you'll keep an eye on q and I apologize. I don't see any questions yet, but if you have questions as I go along, please ask them, and I'll try to watch it too. But if you see any missed questions, if you'll please let me know. So let's talk about naltrexone. So naltrexone is a really unique drug, because what happens is when patients call us about naltrexone or doctors call us about naltrexone, we were taught in medical school about this drug, naltrexone. It blocks the effect. It's an opioid blocker. So right off the bat, you're like, well, how can something that blocks opioids or blocks our natural opioids like endorphins, how can that help us? We'll talk about that in a second. So it's a natural opioid blocker, and it was initially approved to, to treat alcohol and opioid addiction. Sadly enough, when opioids first come out, and most of our opioids we have nowadays, the morphine, the codeine, they were developed from the opium poppy, which is a plant. And as all with nature, nature has a reason for doing things, but this opium poppy goes back thousands of years of being able to treat pain. But as we began to treat people with pain, as with pain pills, they can get abused and addictive. So we started looking for ways to knock down and reduce that addiction risk or reduce the harm. So these opioid blockers like naltrexone were developed and it was developed and used in doses of 50 to 300 milligrams. So sometimes I'll have doctors when they ask about how do I write lotus naltrexone, and I'm like, oh, we write one and two milligrams. It's very hard for them to understand because commercially available, 50 milligrams is all there is. Sadly, I've seen some uh, videos and stuff where they recommend to get the naltrexone tablets and break them into pieces and crush them up into liquids. 
And I'm just going to say that's not the best way and most accurate way to do things. So once again, now Trexone's been on the market for many, many years. It's used for opioid, initially for opioid and alcohol addiction and how it works on the brain. But in this case, we're going to talk a little about a little bit different mechanism of how it's going to work to treat certain conditions. So low-dose naltrexone is really low-dose naltrexone. So keep in mind, what we have found is, though, at low doses, once again, 50 to 300 is the standard dose, low dosing, and like Linda mentioned, I'll talk about that in a second, we typically see doses anywhere between a half milligram up to three to four to six, sometimes nine milligrams. So we're talking like 100 times less than what we typically use to treat alcohol and, and um, opioid addiction. The thing we have found is this is, what we do is we give low-dose naltrexone. It has what's called a short half-life. It gets in the system, it does its job, and it gets out. But what it does is it gets in the system and blocks our natural opioid receptors. Remember I told you there's an opioid and there's an opioid receptor. Well, when opioids hit it, we get one effect. But what happens is low-dose naltrexone comes in and sets in that receptor and blocks it, and the body says, oh my goodness, what are you doing to me? So it, when the and immediately and fairly quickly, low-dose naltrexone gets out of the body. Now that receptor is allowed to open up again, and since it's been deprived, it releases a large amount of our own natural endorphins. And those natural endorphins that are released are what basically gives us all the benefit. We talked about the healing, reducing inflammation, reducing uh, uh, cell turnover and cell growth in terms of cancer. We talked about our sense of well-being. These endorphins have a, a feel-good sense to them. They have a healing properties. So part of what low-dose naltrexone does, it isn't so much, it has its own therapeutic effect and it does to some extent, but it allows our own body's natural endorphins to be produced in a larger amount. And thus we get that benefit from our own body's ability to heal itself. So like I said, we see improved improvement in pain. We see normalization of our immune response through this. And basically the other aspect is this natural release of our endorphins has an effect on that opioid growth factor production and the receptor in terms of this modulation. And with that modulation, we see the ability of the body to stop cell differentiation. If you know anything about cancer, our own cells have grown and got out of control. That's where the theory is with low-dose naltrexone. And Linda mentioned some very phenomenal rat studies. Dr. Khan, she mentioned that's in Canada. He's got some great information, and that's the part after we're done today. This is where Lotus now tracks the LDN Research Trust is your friend. Go on there and put in any condition you're interested about, and she has some world-renowned speakers that will give its free information, that all types of information regarding the Lotus now track zone and that particular uh, condition in terms of treatment. So I really want to stress with you tonight, it's really, really important to do that as far as that goes. Um, the thing about taking it the night before, so I got a question, why is that important? So our bodies naturally on their own produce a, bur a burst of endorphins at nighttime when you sleep. We hear all the time is you must get good sleep. If you don't get good sleep and deep enough into certain uh, levels of sleep, we don't produce the endorphins we need. I think I've done explained, it's pretty darn important that you get enough endorphins in your system. So the theory behind low-dose naltrexone is if you take it at nighttime, right before you go to bed, it's going to set on that receptor. So in the middle of the night when it normally would produce uh, endorphins, this naltrexone is coming off the receptor, receptor, and now the receptor is like, oh my gosh, what have you done? And it releases even more endorphins than it normally would. 
Now, there's a little bit of a side effect with low-dose naltrexone, and I'll talk about later, that some people do not do well with taking it at night. And early on, when I was trained about low-dose naltrexone, it was my understanding it had to be dosed at night. What we're learning is we have great success stories of people taking it during the day. But my thoughts are, if you want to maybe maximize that endorphin relief, maybe the healing potential and maybe the feel-good potential of what low-dose naltrexone can do, that nighttime dose may be a little more important in that sense. So that was a really good question. Somebody asked me about that. The next question is, is if you take an opioid while on LDN, um, what the effect? So if you take an opioid at the same time as LDN, they are battling for the same receptor. And I will tell you that is something that's like the number one counseling tip in our story is when we give somebody low-dose naltrexone for the first time. Low-dose naltrexone and opioids do not play in the same sandbox. You can have one or the other. If somebody has to be on an opioid for some condition, like Linda mentioned a surgery, we recommend to stop the LDN about three days before, take whatever opioids they have to take because a low-dose naltrexone gets out of the system very fast. Then we recommend to restart the, the low-dose naltrexone when the opioid is done. Perfectly fine. Regarding Tylenol, ibuprofen, and other NSAIDs, gabapentin, that's the amazing thing about low-dose naltrexone. It can be taken with all of them. Um, it has a, it has a, what I'm going to say, a synergistic effect with a number of medications that when you take the low-dose naltrexone and these other medications together, it can be an additive effect, something like CBD or hemp. There's an additive effect there between our, our endorphin system and our cannabinoid system. So keep that in mind, but almost all the other drugs other than opioid, low-dose naltrexone is safe to take with. So as I mentioned, all these benefits, low-dose naltrexone can work as an analgesic, prevent pain, and anti-inflammatory to produce, prevent inflammation. Neuroprotective, we have, believe it or not, you may not know this, I know you know we have an immune system to fight off infection, the cough, the cold, the flus. We actually have an immune system in our brain called glial cells. And our glial cells are very important in terms of keeping our brain healthy and getting rid of garbage in the brain. Natural stress, toxins, everyday occurrences, head traumas turn this, this glial system on, they're called microglial, and they go in there and they have a negative effect in the brain. And once it's cut on, it's very hard to cut off. Low-dose naltrexone has an effect post-traumatic for concussions and other head injuries or anybody who's got intense microglial activation. And you'll know that sometimes by uh, poor cognition, inability to speak, poor thought process, fatigue, sometimes that over, you know, when you've been on stress for a long time, how your brain gets, that lots of time is a good signal of microglial inflammation. That's one of the aspects that low-dose naltrexone works. It calms it. There's also something called TLR4. I don't want to get into too much detail, but TLR4 is kind of like the reconnaissance guys in our immune system. They go out and they're looking for invaders. They look for the flu. They look for colds. They look for toxins. And TLR4 cuts on our immune system. One of the things low-dose naltrexone does it helps modulate our TLR4 receptors so that we don't overreact to things we shouldn't react to. So I've given you about five different ways that low-dose naltrexone has an effect on the immune system. Uh, one of the questions is about low-dose naltrexone and alcohol. Once again, I would say we have drug interaction so they could be taken together. So that's not a problem at all. But at this time, like you said, alcohol and low-dose naltrexone can be drinking together. I think alcohol consumed in moderation is okay. Large amounts, no, because it triggers leaky gut. It has a whole host of other problems that can lead to inflammation on its own. So keep that in mind. Next question we got is, can we compound LDN and CBD together? I'll tell you right now, that's a hot topic. We have been able to do that up until just recently where the DEA changed their regulations. We can't. 
we were able to get a pharmaceutical grade, non-hemp derived, 100% pure CBD that we've been able to do some CBD LDN combos with. Unfortunately, the DEA's changed that. We're not able to, we're hoping that comes available again. But I will say, I would recommend considering if you're on low dosaltrexone of taking high quality hemp CBD products. And I think you'll see some benefit with that. We see that a lot. Um, have a question on here about my daughter who's now 10 was diagnosed with eye cancer at 10 months of age and has a high risk of developing other cancers. Um, I will tell you this much. I, I definitely think it's something to consider. You wanna discuss risk versus benefit with your doctor. I will tell you, we have a phenomenal amount of success stories with kids on low-dose naltrexone, not so much for cancers. I haven't used it as much for that, but one, I've heard a lot of lectures on preventing, preventing cancers. So yes, I will tell you there's some good information there, but especially in use in children, I'm very confident that it's fine. I have a lot of practitioners who use it for kids with all type of autoimmune conditions, um, auto-inflammatory conditions, uh, children who are autistic, and so I will tell you, I think there's nothing wrong with considering using it on a child who's 10 years old. Once again, I'm not here to give medical advice. You need to do your research too, but I think the data shows it is safe to give to kids. We have hundreds of, hundreds of kids on low-dose naltrexone. That kind of ties into how it can be dosed. If they can't swallow capsules, we actually have the ability to make it in a sublingual liquid. We even put it on creams and gels where it can be absor absorbed through the carotids and on the feet if a child is so young they cannot swallow capsules or pills. So... Those are just some things. So those are excellent questions. Please keep them coming and I hope I'll answer them. And the last thing about low-dose naltrexone on my slide here that I haven't discussed, low-dose naltrexone transiently, which means short-term, helps us release our dopamine. Dopamine is our feel-good hormone. If you eat a food that makes you feel really good, and you know what I'm talking about, it's that dopamine release that makes you feel good. That's what low-dose naltrexone has. And that's the part I told you starting out. People who are debilitated with fibromyalgia or rheumatoid arthritis or multiple sclerosis, taking, taking uh, low-dose naltrexone increases dopamine levels. And in terms of the inflammation, that's one thing, but their sense of well-being, maybe they want to do a little bit more and be active. We see that go up and I get, I get that as a, as, a, as a comment quite often. So that's some information there for you as far as the low-dose naltrexone. Let's talk about dosing. So on the typical dosing side, we typically see doses between one and a half to four milligrams once a day at bedtime or morning. Um, I will tell you this much. I have people that we come in that have a whole myriad of medical conditions. They're, I'm going to basically say their immune system is on fire. And if we start them out at a dose of 1.5 milligrams, they can't tolerate it. And they may never even get to 1.5 milligrams. And that's part of our challenge is you need to work with a practitioner and a pharmacy that's able to work with you because individualized dosing of low-dose naltrexone is imperative. I have some doctors that send me over a script of low-dose naltrexone 4.5. People take it for two, three days, call me back and say, I can't take this, and they quit. And all they really would have had to do is start low and go slow. We learned that in pharmacy school because some of these patients, we got to find their sweet spot and their sweet spot may be at one milligram or they may be at three milligrams. And if we start out at 4.5, we overshoot them and then we fail therapy and they never get a chance to try the drug. We are doing some dosing now in conjunction with opioids. Once again, at super low doses. Here we're talking one and a half to 4.5 milligrams. We actually have some dosing now we're doing as low as 0, 0.00, which is a hundred or a thousand times less than this dose that tickles the opioid receptor. And we're actually able to find out people can lower their opioid drug dosages and still take the opioid at the same time. Once again, it's something you must work with your doctor on. 
but we've had some great success with that. As I mentioned before, we typically recommend bedtime dosing, but also too, I wanna to stress, I do have some patients because of some sleep quality and vivid dreams, and we'll talk about that in a minute, that we're gonna to recommend to take it earlier in the day or take it in the morning, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Once again, we typically start out average starting dose of a half milligram to 1.5 milligram capsules, and we titrate up slowly to find that sweet spot. And what's important to think about that is we don't wanna to start too fast, and we want to try to ideally work up about every seven to 14 days, adjusting the dose slowly to get the patient where they're comfortable and doing well. If a person either has symptoms that are getting better or have no change at all, we go up on the dose. If we go to the next dose, we just keep working the dose up till we basically either get, oh my gosh, my symptoms are totally gone and I feel better than I've ever felt before. Or we go up to somebody who has a side effect. Sometimes we'll get a little bit of GI discomfort. We can get constipation. Sometimes people will complain. I was doing great, I was doing wonderful, and then you went to the next dose and then all my symptoms came back. Sometimes that means we overshot them, we drop back down to the previous dose and they do well. That's why it does take a personalized approach. And as I mentioned, we can even give it with opioids at low doses and you can see on the screen the difference. So we can actually give anywhere between five to 25 micrograms, or if you wanna compare it to above, you can see all the zeros in front of those numbers. It's, they're, they're, th they're thousands of a dose less but that little dose tickles that pain receptor to give some pain relief. Once again, I do want to stress what that is. We need to work with fast-acting narcotics. We need to be very specific about dosing at different times of the day. And we need to work with a pharmacy and a practitioner that's familiar with doing this. But if you're stuck on opioids and you're looking for a way to get off of them, I think it's definitely something to consider. Want to go over some questions real fast? So uh, Lotus Naltrexone is broken down into two main metabolites. Um, it's in the... the um, Half-life for low-dose naltrexone itself is about six hours. The metabolite of it's about 13 hours. The metabolite doesn't have very much pharmacological action. Um, I will tell you, you're going to read a lot about liver effects with naltrexone. If you're going to your doctor, I'm going to recommend they check your liver results, but that's really at the higher doses. The lower doses, I don't think I've ever seen a patient with liver effects. It is broken down by the liver, but it is get, it's out of the system within 24 hours. So that's what makes naltrexone unique, why it can be dosed and taken out of the system really quickly as far as that goes. In terms of treating with cancer, that is a great question. So we know with cancer, what we typically do is what's called pulse dosing. I've been to Linda's last two world conferences and I've heard two different competing thoughts with cancer doctors. One cancer doctor says, because it has a short half-life and gets in and out of the system so fast, it's already like you're pulse dosing it. I have seen some other cancer doctors that they'll do a couple of weeks or a week or two on and then off for a week or two. That's strictly up to the doctor and their protocol that they wanna use. But that, those are some of the methods and the way the doctors are using it to treat cancer as far as that goes. Um, in terms of the low-dose naltrexone with creams, you, we do have to be very careful about some of the bases. Some of the bases that we use, we have to use a base to penetrate the skin. Obviously, when we take something by mouth, it goes in our mouth, it goes in our stomach, it gets absorbed, gets in our system. When we do something transdermally or on our skin, we have to put it in some type of base that drives it through the skin. Fortunately or unfortunately, some of these bases we use that drive things through the skin. If we use a normal base, like a cosmetic base, Lodos Naltrexo just sets here on the skin and doesn't do anything. It doesn't get in the system. We have to drive it through the upper layers of the skin. And so some of the bases it's mentioned could have propylene glycol or sodium lauryl sulfate which I agree in some patients with sensitivities, allergies, kids with autism, 
that can be a real problem. That's the part is if you have a child that needs low-dose naltrexone and you want to use a base that's free of those, I recommend you to work with a compounding pharmacy. We have some bases that we can use that have minimal chemical exposure, but accomplish our goal of driving the low-dose naltrexone across the skin. So I really, really want to, want to suggest that and don't let not being able to swallow a capsule be a deterrent for not using it. Low-dose naltrexone with SSRIs is a great uh, thing to discuss because they're actually one of the best studies showing the benefit of low-dose naltrexone is a comparative to SSRIs. Actually, the study, I think it was a Stanford study done um, several years back that shows low-dose naltrexone outperform most SSRIs in a head-to-head. -head. Can it be given with SRIs? SSRIs, yes. I would recommend if you're going to do that, start the low-dose naltrexone. We don't need to change the dose of the SSRI. We want to monitor the patient and see how well they do. And then over time, if the doctor thinks symptoms allow and improvements there, maybe the ability to taper, taper off the SSRI is something to be done that needs to be done very meticulously, very slowly, and under the care of a doctor. Um, regarding Parkinson's, if you look at uh, Linda's new book, the LDN Research Book 2, I highly recommend that book. It's got a whole chapter on Parkinson's. What we've learned about Lotus Otrexone, I mentioned that dopamine increase. It's transient. Most are Parkinson's drugs have a long-term dopamine effect. What I've seen is low-dose naltrexone won't necessarily change Parkinson's disease. It does increase quality of life. And I do want to stress that um, I think it is definitely something to consider because of the anti-inflammatory effects too, but it's not necessarily going to be something that changes Parkinson's, but as part of a Parkinson's regimen to improve quality of life, yes, there's some great stories. And Linda's new book actually has a chapter on low-dose naltrexone. I have another question regarding uh, interactions with curcumin, and I'll talk about that in a little because we're going to talk about supplements you can take with low-dose naltrexone. So the next part I want to get into is talking about um, low-dose naltrexone as a whole. One, it takes a prescription from a doctor. That's the most important thing. I can't write a prescription for it. I'm more than glad to work with your doctor if you think after tonight, low-dose naltrexone is something that you want to do. The key is finding the sweet spot. I'll tell you, once we find the sweet spot, like Linda said, it takes, in her case, she mentioned it took about 12, 13 months, even 18 months to see the full benefit. She got really quick benefits in three weeks, but you got to give it time. I'll tell you, we use uh, low-dose naltrexone for a lot of skin conditions. Sadly, those are the slowest to respond, and those can take up to 12 months. So I always tell patients, give it 12 months. It's not a very expensive drug. It doesn't cost a lot. It's non-addicting, almost no side effects. As long as it isn't causing problems, give it a try but we got to give it time to see benefit. A lot of our conditions we have with the inflammation did not happen in a matter of a month. It's a lifelong progression of inflammation that triggers symptoms that causes disease. So once again, we can't start a drug and expect it tomorrow to stop the inflammation and our conditions get better. That's why we have to give it time. And what I really find neat about Lotus naltrexone is this aspect of, if we have a condition, and I'll give you an example, Lotus naltrexone was initially used in AIDS patients. AIDS patients, as we know, the AIDS virus attacks the immune system and suppresses it to the point that the person can't fight off other infections and typically dies of other infections. Dr. Bahari used low-dose naltrexone in these patients way before there were HIV drugs to basically stimulate the immune system. So think about what I just told you. Low-dose naltrexone in a patient who has a suppressed immune system due to HIV can actually see an increased immune system ability to fight infection with low-dose naltrexone. Think about an autoimmune condition. An autoimmune condition is where our bodies lose control of its immune system and begin to attack things it shouldn't. 
like Hashimoto's, it attacks the thyroid gland, like rheumatoid arthritis, our joints, multiple sclerosis, our nerves. And what we see with that is, unfortunately, our immune system thinks our own body is foreign, attacks it, and destroys it over time, and we see symptoms. Low-dose naltrexone in those conditions actually has the ability to calm the immune system and stop the progression of the disease. In that regard, that's what makes low-dose naltrexone a modulator of the immune system. Sadly, what we see nowadays, many of our commercially available drugs, and I'm not knocking them because there are some great therapies on the market, slam our immune system one way or the other and don't put it back in the middle. When we take a lot of drugs to treat rheumatoid arthritis and multiple sclerosis that are made to suppress the immune system so it stops attacking joints, stops attacking nerves, the immune system gets so suppressed that all of a sudden we can develop infections. We're very prone to getting sick. We also can develop cancers because the immune system is what keeps cancer in check. So that's what makes low-dose naltrexone a very interesting modality. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but if it can keep a person off a drug that may have more side effects, I think it's worth something to consider. Once again, it's non-addicting. It doesn't have dependence. And the last thing that I'll say is, is we're finding certain conditions. Linda mentioned gastrointestinal conditions and central nervous system conditions. That's the one time I think we kind of forget about lodosotrexone. It works great for GI things like the Crohn's ulcerative colitis uh, and those type conditions that have chronic inflammatory conditions where inflammation is the driver. But lots of times we have to dose it more than once a day. We give a low dose morning and night. Same type thing with some anxiety and nerve type conditions our anxiety, stress, depression, we may do a double dosing to get a double hit of that dopamine throughout the day. So that's some of the stuff that we're seeing. Um, Steve, I'm going to interject is, for just a minute. There was a patient earlier on that um, mm -hmm. sent in a question about her Hashimoto's. I know you just spoke about that briefly and touched on how it calms the immune system. She said even at the one and a half milligram dosage, she's been um, you know, cutting and piecing up tablets into like eights and small dosages. She's still having um, side effects. Will you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, her other options and, and for highly, highly sensitive patients that might be a little concerned about starting it in those conditions? And, and that also comes to another person is what, what can people say if they can't handle low-dose naltrexone? So that's, that is a great, great, great question. So like I mentioned before, some people have so much inflammation, especially we see it with our fibromyalgia patients, uh, people with like severe multi-autoimmune conditions. What we're seeing is, is the immune system is so turned on. When you start trying to put the brakes on it with low-dose dotrexone, I think the body try to, tries to go into like, okay, this is not a good thing. And you're right, people experience worsening of headaches, more pain, uh, neck discomfort, uh, and, and they don't do very well. They'll just tell you, look, I'm worse now than I've ever been. What we see with that is that's where I recommend to back the dose down. We need to start back. Like if we started out with, like you said, you mentioned the one and a half milligram, it's really hard to break the capsule. All we make is capsules at our store, but we have the ability to go down to half that strength, half, half that strength. So it's not uncommon. I've had people that have started as low as 0 0.025, 0 0.1, and we just work up slowly because some people, it's quite amazing. They, we'll start them out at a 0.5 thinking we're going to work up to 1.5. And guess what? That's all the dose they need. They went to one milligram and they felt horrible. So that's the first thing that is, is taking a lower dose. The second thing is the GI upset. Sometimes people have, it's kind of like you said, it's unique. Some people have great effects. It heals their gut like never before. But then I also have some people that talk about 
they start taking it and have GI issues in those patients, that's where we have to try to avoid the gut for delivery. And we do that by doing topical creams and doing sublingual lozenges where it dissolves in the mouth to avoid the stomach aspect. And that lots of times will help reduce and minimize some of the issues. Um, have I found it works for cellulitis? I've never been asked that before, actually. So that's a really great question. Um, and so with that said, I will say that I think in terms of controlling the immune system, it would have a benefit there. There is an inflammatory component. I don't think it's definitely the end-all be-all because there's a lot more other uh, infectious type aspects going on. But I do think it is something that could be considered. Um, does, in terms of compounding, I'll talk at the very end about cost and what you're looking at. And I got 10 minutes, so I kind of want to get through all the information and I'll go over if you want to stay on, but I'll definitely talk about cost at the end. So this is just a list of conditions. Mostly anytime you think of inflammation, autoimmune conditions, low-dose naltrexone is definitely something to consider. All of the autoimmune conditions, I think there's over 100 different autoimmune conditions diagnosed in our country. It all ties back to what I mentioned earlier, stress, infections, diet, lifestyle. We just have a country of autoimmune disease, and I'll tell you, it's quite scary. And low-dose naltrexone is definitely something to consider. Gastrointestinal disease, I highly recommend for you to consider that compared to some biologic, we've actually had patients who have been on biologic, started low-dose naltrexone and been able to get off. Skin conditions, that's an untapped market, I think. I have a lot of dermatologists we work with that use it topically for some skin conditions, but also use it orally to work from the inside out. When we typically see skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis, that's typically a sign of an underlying gut problem and it manifests itself in a skin condition. And that's where low-dose naltrexone works. Lyme disease, Linda mentioned that. Lyme disease is very complicated, but, but low-dose naltrexone has a part in those conditions. Chronic pain syndromes, headache, chronic regional pain syndrome, peripheral neuropathy, no doubt about it, low-dose naltrexone, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, restless leg, depression, anxiety, and cancers are all areas I think should be considered. I'll answer a few more questions, but I wanna at least get through my slides and I'll stay on and answer questions as long as you have them coming. You cannot take low-dose naltrexone with opioids, like we mentioned, even codeine and something as mild as tramadol, we can have some pain uh, relapsing issues if we start low-dose naltrexone and don't warn a patient. We can potentiate a pain crisis where people end up in the emergency room. So we cannot do the two together. That's only the really major drug class we have to be careful for. The only other real big drug class is uh, patients who are on transplant meds. That is something they would really have to discuss with their doctor. If you're gonna need to take a pain medicine, stop the opioid, Get off of it. I mean, stop the LDN, start the opioid, uh, wait, like you said, three days between. When you're done with the opioid, once it's out of the system, you can start the low-dose naltrexone. That was one of the questions we had about taking a, a low-dose naltrexone holiday. I've been to a lot of these conferences. Some of the top practitioners in the country and across the world say taking a break is good. As with anything, remember I talked about low-dose naltrexone is a receptor uh, and a uh, like it's a lock and a key. And every day, if we constantly turn that lock, turn the key, basically it can get kind of wore out and tired. There's some theory is if we take a break, get low-dose naltrexone out of the system and then restart it after a short term, maybe 10 to 14 days so we don't have to start back over from scratch, we may get an enhanced effect of low-dose naltrexone. I think it's something to consider, especially in a patient who's done really well for a while, took a setback. I think it's worth coming off and then restarting it. I've had some benefit with patients there. One of the things about low-dose naltrexone and blood sugar is it can cause an increase in blood sugar improvement, which means your blood sugar will go down. So if you're on diabetes meds, we want to be really careful. When we reduce inflammation, our whole insulin system works better. And I've had patients who've had a lower medications for diabetes. 
if you take low-dose naltrexone for Hashimoto's, what happens is Hashimoto's is where our immune system attacks, attacks the thyroid gland. And if it gets destroyed to a point, it's not able to produce thyroid hormone. Low-dose naltrexone, if we catch it early enough in a patient, actually has the ability to reverse that. We start giving low-dose naltrexone and you're on a thyroid med, sometimes your thyroid gland starts working and then we have too much thyroid in our system. I've seen that happen. Side effects. Once again, all drugs have side effects. I'm not here to tell you it doesn't. The craziest thing is it causes very crazy vivid dreams. The crazy vivid dreams are something that's not, it doesn't really affect sleep quality at all. Just sometimes people wake up and say, oh my gosh, I woke up and I thought my dream was so real it existed. That may be fine for things like winning the lottery or you get a new car, but when you go through a traumatic stress issue or you have a death of a loved one and you wake up and it's super real again, that can be quite troublesome to people. What we tell patients is, is one, either shift and take your dose in the morning. I have some doctors who just immediately don't want people to quit it because of that and just say, start in the morning. The other way to do it is start it at night. If all of a sudden you don't do as well at nine o'clock, take it at seven. If you don't do as well at seven, the next night, take it at five and keep working it back every couple hours till you find it didn't bother you. Usually that will go away after about two weeks. But once again, like I mentioned earlier, it's not, it doesn't mean it won't work well if you can't take it at bedtime. Mild headache and neck pain or worsening of symptoms can sometimes happen. Once again, we back the dose back down. And then constipation can be an issue, and that's where we'll end up doing a sublingual or a topical dose. What can you do to make your LDN work better? I'll just go through this quickly, and then I have some more questions to answer. Take low-dose naltrexone with vitamin D. Optimize vitamin D levels. They work hand-in-hand -hand to reduce inflammation. Had a, a question and interaction about curcumin. I highly recommend to take low-dose naltrexone with curcumin fish oil, magnesium, and a probiotic. That's kind of a special cocktail we like to recommend to overall reduce body inflammation. They all work synergistically. It's like one plus one equals three, plus one more equals four, plus one more equals eight. So there's no doubt about it. Doing something like that is very important. So curcumin, I would highly recommend to take with the low-dose naltrexone. And then also look for quality compounders. We spend a lot of extra time to test and get a quality naltrexone in our store. I don't doubt you can find it different places, uh, different modalities, way it's done differently, but I recommend a quality product. As I mentioned before, low-dose naltrexone is only one piece of the puzzle. We needed, like Linda mentioned, you can't eat fast food every day and take low-dose naltrexone and expect it to be a wonder drug. You got to eat to control inflammation, eat an anti-inflammatory diet. We recommend lots of times a Mediterranean diet and eliminate food triggers. There's ways to go out and get tested for allergies and find out what triggers you have so you can get rid of those foods to allow the naltrexone to work better. Optimize your vitamin and nutritional supplements, optimize your thyroid and hormones, fix your, fix your gut, control uh, stress and improve sleep. I do wanna stress um, that Linda's two books are great. They're easy reads. I would highly recommend them. Um, some of you tonight that registered, thank you very much. You bought the book. I have autographed copies that you should have received by now. We still have those. You can order those on our website if you want. This is not a sales pitch for the book. You can go Amazon, buy it wherever you want to buy it. But I do know her books do support the LDN Research Trust. And I'll tell you when you're done tonight, if I said anything, you're like, oh, I want to know if Lodos now Trexone works for, go to her ldnresearchtrust.org and visit that site. On that site is great information about more information than you could ever ask for. She showed you early on about those handouts for dosing patient handouts and prescriber handouts. If you're a patient on here tonight, I highly recommend you carry that into your practitioner. Like you said, we have some great four sponsors tonight that know a lot about it, but carry it into your practitioner and show them, educate them. 
If you as a practitioner on here tonight, go to that practitioner handout. It's great. It's got great information about the science. A lot of it I've already told you tonight, but it's great information for you to get. I just can't stress enough the quality of the books. The first book is different than the second book. It talks about different conditions. Linda said she's already got enough information for the next book because there's so many conditions out there that Lotus Naltrexone works for. Um, I'm going to stop my screen share right now and I want to answer questions. I encourage you to keep the questions coming. I know we're close to the end, but I want to make sure you get what you're looking for tonight in terms of knowing answers as far as that goes. So I'm going to look at the questions that I have now. Uh, I think I answered the one about the Lotus Naltrexone and the drug holiday, and I think that's important. Um, the uh, reading about, yeah, and I will just tell you, like they brought up the thing, it's very important for practitioners to know about the drug interaction between opioids and low-dose naltrexone. I will tell you, anybody that comes into our pharmacy, that's one of the first things we counsel on. It's on every bottle. Do not take opioid narcotics with this. Um, it's great for patients to be informed, but I will say, and that's very, very true, I think it's very important for practitioners to know any type of a opioid, even tramadol cannot be taken with low-dose naltrexone. And that's super important as far as that goes. Um, so yes, great, great point. Um, as we talked about, many of our patients who use low-dose naltrexone have a number of different allergies and problems and issues. And so it isn't a matter of picking the right low-dose naltrexone dose. It even goes about picking the right fillers. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Right now we do capsules. It's a gelatin-based capsule. I have some people that don't do gelatin because of allergies or due to religious reasons. We actually have the ability to do vegetable-based capsules. So that's one solution on that aspect. The next aspect is, is what can we use? Right now we use a very inert plant cellulose that is very low reactive, hypoallergenic. And I will tell you 99.9% .9 of the people that we do the low-dose naltrexone do very, very well with that. But I do have some patients that don't tolerate it. With those patients, we've done um, fillers like uh, probiotics, we've done certain uh, magnesiums, we've done some other things that we find out what a person can tolerate, and we've used as fillers in terms of helping with overcome allergies or sensitivities to the low-dose naltrexone as far as that goes. Regarding cost, um, I will tell you low-dose naltrexone, we make it in our lab, we put a lot of quality assurance into what we do. Um, if I give you a 1.5 milligram dose of naltrexone, as I talked about, people are so sensitive, I want you to get 1.5 milligrams. I would say on average, if you purchase a 90-day supply of low-dose naltrexone, it's going to run you anywhere between $35 to $40 a month. Um, initially, it can be a little bit of a trick because we have to give you a lot of capsules of a very small dosage, and you have to work your dose up slowly. So what I want to stress with that is, is that look for quality. Um, you, if you get it from me, great. If you don't get it from me, you've got to find out the pharmacy you're getting it from. Do they test their staff? Do they test their naltrexone? Do they test their uh, equipment in terms of the quality of what they make? That is so super critical. I will tell you with compounding, sadly, lots of times you get what you pay for. Can't stress enough. We do offer complimentary shipping. So if you don't live by Magnolia, but you want to use us, we can ship to you at no additional cost. We're more than glad to work with you and your doctor to customize whatever strength you want. But the reason it is not covered by insurance lots of times is it is compounding. And unfortunately, there was some bad compounding that was done in another arena of compounding that really messed it up for a lot of patients for getting compounds covered by insurance. We do offer complimentary filled out a universal claim forms with all our naltrexone prescriptions that you can submit to insurance to get reimbursed. So I do want to stress if you have any questions about that, you're more than welcome to uh, visit our pharmacy. When we get done tonight, Haley will send out an email and I got more questions and I'll answer those. Haley will send out an email with how to contact our pharmacy. 
and my contact information in case you have any questions that you have for me or you have any questions for Linda um, afterwards because I'll make sure they get to her as far as that goes. Um, in terms of writing for the cream without harsh chemicals, it really depends on the person, the base. We've got three or four different bases we can pick and a lot of times we match it. Um, I will just tell you, have your practitioner call me, let me know what sensitivities you have and we will find a base that we can use. We typically start out and dose it just like we do with capsules. We start out at a low dose and work up the cream dose slowly so that we find that right dose. Cause you wouldn't think something that goes on your skin gets in your body. That's how we take a lot of toxins into our body. We don't think about it. Our skin is another organ, just like our stomach that can absorb things. So picking the right base is important. We slowly work that dose up to get you to the right dose. And I think it's really important to work with your doctor, but I'm more than glad to work with any practitioner. Um, in terms of four days on, three days off, I see that as a question as far as cycling on and off. I don't know if it's really necessary. Like I mentioned, it has a very short half-life. Now, if we're talking about cancer, totally different animal. There's some different studies that show that, but from almost every other condition that I know we treat it for, it is, has a such a short half-life. You take it and it's in and out of the body. It's like we're cycling every day. I've heard that from more than one practitioner talk about that. And I'll just tell you, we see too much benefit for people dosing it daily. Maybe is there a benefit to do that down the road? Maybe is there a benefit to do that if it's lost its potency or it's not working as well? I think that may be something to, to, to mention. Um, another thing about mentioning costs, like you said, whether it be the creams or the capsules, I would say on average, you're going to spend in that range of $35 to $40 if you get a 90-day supply. Once we get your sweet spot dose going, lots of times we'll give you a lot of capsules of a low dose that can run anywhere between $50 to $70, just depends on the dose. But I will tell you as a pharmacist, my goal is to give you therapies that help, that don't harm, and make them affordable. If you ever have any issue where you can't afford what you do, if you'll contact us, we have ways to work with you to make the dose affordable and work well for you as far as that. Um, there was um, a question that you skipped over. I think you thought you already answered, but it was on the same thought. It says, if taking an LDN holiday, do you need to titrate up to the full dose or do you, um, or do you pick up a full dose? Oh, that's so, great, Haley. So yeah, I missed that. Right so, so with that particular issue, I'll tell you, we recommend if you're going to be off of it for more than about seven to 10 days, we recommend to, to kind of restart. If you're going to take a holiday for three, four, five, even up to 10 days, then we say at that point, it's okay if you start back at the dose you're on. I think if you've been off of it more than that, then I think it's probably best to start over. I've also read some data that when a person's on low-dose naltrexone, and we see this a lot, that if you look at low-dose naltrexone in terms of what it does, the anti-inflammatory effects can stay in your system for up to eight weeks. And that's why some people are like, I've been taking this forever. I'm going to get off of it. They get off and then all of a sudden their symptoms start to come back, but it takes a while. So you got to keep that in mind. You may feel really good for a while and then the symptoms may come back. So I do want to stress that. Um, so keep that in mind in terms of being off of it and restarting it. You got to give it a chance to kick back in and work if you do restart. And I think that's about it as far as questions go. Haley, do you have any wrap up? And then I kind of have one final thing. I have Actually. two more questions for you to answer. Okay. Um, did you answer the, how do you feel on the cycling dose, four days on, three days off? Yeah, that's what I said. It, the, I think the jury's still out on that. I think for something like cancer, there may be some data that says that, but from what I've seen, just because of the short half-life, it's really light your cycling anyway, because it's in and out of the system so much. Okay. And then there was one other one um, that actually got kind of pushed aside in the first part. Um, has LDN clinical trial data 
been submitted to health regulatory agency for any country, FDA has a LDN been approved which country and for what indications? Yeah, and, and that's most of the data that's out there right now, Haley, are case studies, small group trials. Unfortunately, to get a trial in the US in a double blind placebo controlled is what the FDA requires for drug approval. It's in the millions of dollars. It's kind of like what Linda said. I don't think a company's necessarily going to get really rich on low-dose naltrexone. So the odds of a commercially available product coming out are very minimal. Um, so that's the part is, as of right now, there's some very good clinical data, some studies that are done, some very notable uh, medical uh, schools and colleges in this country that you can go on a, uh, a search engine we use as medical practitioners called PubMed that's in some very good quality journals. But as far as FDA approval and stuff, I don't think that's been done. I don't. I can't speak for other countries. So it's one of these type things is the volume of, in, of information like Linda mentioned. If you go to PubMed today and look at quality journals, what there is today versus what there was five years ago, it's like this. There's a tremendous amount now of good quality journals. But as far as FDA studies, I don't see that happening because of the millions of dollars that are required to put the drug on the market. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate all your insight and all your help um, answering all the questions. Um, Can I ask a question real quick, please? Sure. <laughs> so normally, I don't, normally, as the host, I don't ask questions, but I, I do have a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Um, in, in many cases, when you go to a doctor, take medication, medication is not working, they want to keep increasing the dosage because that seems to work. How is it that LDN seems to work best for many people when you lower the dosage rather than increasing it? Because you mentioned at one point that you start them at 0.5 and then work your way up, but then you find out later on that it's actually micros rather than um, milligrams that uh, they need. So how, how is it that it works best when you go down sometimes than it does when you go up? So the opioid receptor in the body is really unique. It has a binding curve and it's almost kind of like a, a bell curve. Mm -hmm. And what we and that's kind of how Dr. Bahari early on figured out that 1.5 dose, that's what he used, was because up to 1.5 that opioid receptor acts a certain way. And then actually it stays that way till about four, 4.5, six, even up to about nine. That's what I've been told. After you go to nine, that opioid receptor acts and works differently than it did at, at doses up to nine milligrams. After nine and beyond, that opioid receptor opens up and reacts differently. And that different reaction is what actually causes the low dose naltrexone to produce a different effect at high doses. There actually is some studies out showing at high doses, Low-dose naltrexone could actually have some negative uh, mental, emotional consequences and could even have some potential negative cancer consequences because of that high dose, it reacts on the receptor totally different than the low-dose. And that's kind of hard to understand. But if you look at the science, how the receptor binds, that's why that dose, uh, and like you said, because genetics, I think that's why everybody's a little different, plus all the underlying stress and environmental things that we're going through. Uh, and then the second question, and last one is, um, you mentioned too about using it for depression. What kind of studies have been done for people with bipolar and other major, major types of depressions? That's a good question. So the, the de depression, straight up uh, treatment-resistant depression, there's some very good data on that. I, I think it's bipolar, and let's just back up. We're beginning to learn many of the diseases of the central nervous system, the diseases of the brain. Granted, we don't have a way to check the blood pressure of the brain or the breathing rate of the brain, but we do know the brain has its own illness. And all of those illnesses, like I mentioned earlier, are inflammatory-driven diseases from uh, depression to ADD, ADHD, bipolar seizures. And that's where, like you said, I don't know if there's any really good, great data on low-dose naltrexone. For instance, like you mentioned, like bipolar, 
But I do think it's definitely something to consider because most of those diseases, if you look at underlying cause, inflammation is the driver in those diseases. And anything, like you said, low-dose naltrexone at, at low doses that reduce inflammation, I think it's something to consider, especially when we tried all the traditional therapies and nothing else has worked. It does have a calming effect in the brain, and I definitely think it's something to consider. So that's uh, one way to kind of look at it. I think that's all for all of our questions. Um, we will be sending out a recording of this evening's webinar. We hope that you have found this informative. Um, if you do have any additional questions, um, I will send out some information on how to reach out. Um, we obviously sent a lot, played a lot of videos throughout the evening with contact information. Um, if your physicians got questions about dosing, have them contact the pharmacy directly. Um, if you're interested in some information on um, the medication itself, I'm happy to help facilitate that. And I'll be sending out an email to all the participants who joined us. Um, if you're looking for a book, I will also send you a link to our website where you can purchase one. And again, proceeds of the books, um, $5 to just getting volume two book will go to back to the trust. $10 if you purchase both volume one and volume two books go back to the research trust as well. Um, so we hope that you found this informative. And if you have any other questions, we'll look forward to um, helping you with those. And Haley, I'll just throw out anybody that would like more information on a clinical level, patient or practitioner, please call our pharmacy. I mentioned early on, we're all about quality education. We're there to answer questions for you, help guide you and direct you in your health choices. Like I said, I don't want to be your doctor, but I got myself and a staff of five other pharmacists that are very knowledgeable in low-dose.trexone and can answer any questions you have along the way. So please take advantage of that. Our information and contact will be available in our post-webinar uh, email. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.